all of the ministers that are present to our pastor emeritus happy birthday in your absence to all of our deacons our trustees all of our members all of our visitors and all of those who are viewing via live stream we greet you in the name of our risen lord and savior jesus christ and certainly we know that it is a blessing to be in the house of prayer just one more time. Uh, God did not have to allow it, but he did. So we're grateful to him this morning. We're not going to be long uh, this morning, but we have a simple thought that we want to place on your hearts praying that it will serve to strengthen and encourage you. We thank you for our musicians this morning, too, and for uh, the songs that have been sung. We pray that they might continue to minister to the church and this, to this congregation. We want to call your attention to the book of Second Kings, I want to read a couple of verses from the 18th chapter, but our focus will be in chapter 19. Reading from the King James Version, chapter 18 of 2 Kings, beginning at verse number 5. <clears throat> he trusted in the Lord God of Israel so that after him was none like him among the kings of Judah, nor any that were before him. For he clave to the Lord and departed not from following him, but kept his commandments, which the Lord commanded Moses. Then from the 19th chapter of Second Kings, we're going to read several verses beginning at verse number one. And it came to pass when King Hezekiah heard it uh, that he rent his clothes and covered himself with sackcloth and went into the house of the Lord. And he sent Elikim, which was over the household, and Shibna the scribe and the elders of the priests covered with sackcloth to Isaiah the prophet the son of Amos and they said unto him thus saith Hezekiah this day is a day of trouble and of rebuke and blasphemy for the children are come to the birth, and there is not strength to bring forth. It may be the Lord thy God will hear all the words of Rabshakeh, whom the king of Assyria, his master, has sent to reproach the living God, and will reprove the words 
which the Lord thy God hath heard. Wherefore, lift up thy prayer for the remnant that are left. So the servants of King Hezekiah came to Isaiah and said unto him, and said unto them, Thus shall ye say to your master, Thus saith the Lord, Be not afraid of the words which thou hast heard, which the servant of the king of Assyria has blasphemed me. Behold, I will send a blast upon him, and he shall hear a rumor, and shall return to his own land, and I will cause him to fall by the sword in his own land. I'm going to be using a few other verses in this chapter, but uh, when you get home, I would encourage you to read Hezekiah's story uh, told from the 18th chapter through the 20th chapter. Uh, it's an amazing story. But just for a few moments, I want to leave you with this, this thought. Let God handle it. Let God handle it. Isaiah said, this day is a day of trouble. And all of us have trouble. Certainly the Bible teaches us that man born of a woman is but a few days old and full of trouble. Uh, you don't have to seek it. Uh, you don't have to invite it in. Just keep on living. And trouble has a way of finding each and every one of us. But I want to encourage you this morning because if you read the story of Isaiah, you find out that Isaiah chose to let God handle it. Uh, when trouble comes our way, we have choice. Uh, we can panic. Uh, we can try and deal with it on our own. We can make a bigger mess of things. But I want to suggest to you this morning that it's better if you just let God handle it. Let him manage your situation. Turn over the reins to him. Surrender your lives to God. Give up and let God have his way. Let God 
handled it. And again, I know it's true that any given day, any one of us, we don't know what is going to come our way. Adversity, affliction, fear and trembling, pain and trial, confusion, tribulation, chaos, sickness, distress and alarm. But whatever it is, whatever your case may be, You need to learn to let God handle it. What we choose to do in those moments of trials and tribulations in the day of trouble can make a difference not only for that particular day, but for all of eternity. And so we now ought not to enter into hasty decisions. But we ought to consult God. We ought to talk to God about what's going on in our lives. That's why I I love the story about Hezekiah. Hezekiah. Uh, Paul says that the Old Testament, these things were written for our, lear- our learning. And so I've learned that uh, when I get into the Old Testament, there's always something that I'm able to glean from it that will be beneficial in my life. Uh, and I was reading the scriptures last week, and the Lord placed the story of Hezekiah on my heart. Uh, And it's a very interesting story, you know, again, beginning uh, in chapter 18. uh, Hezekiah uh, became king of Judah when he was about 25 years old. He was a young man, and uh, at the time that he became king of Judah, Uh, Hosea was king of Israel and uh, the king of Assyria was giving Israel a hard time. Uh, They made them pay tribute, taxes. Uh, They put a heavy burden on them. And if you know anything about Assyria, Assyria was one of the or was the great world power at this particular time. They were known for their cruelty. Uh, And they had conquered almost every land that was in their way. But Hezekiah uh, stood up to the king of Assyria, and he refused to pay taxes. Uh, and every now and then, you got to go against what everybody else is doing. You got to take a stand for the Lord on your own. And, and, and 
if you read Hezekiah's story, story, he was like a salmon that swim, swims upstream. Uh, he went against the grain. Uh, and sometimes as Christians and as believers, uh, we got to go against the grain sometimes. We can't just do what everybody else is doing. Uh, times get hard, but we got to learn how to let the Lord handle it. Hezekiah refused to pay tribute and uh, the king of Assyria uh, threatened them. They kept on threatening Judah. Uh, and one day they came against the cities of Judah, the fortified cities, and they began to lay siege and uh, Hezekiah changed his mind and uh, he decided that he would pay tribute to Assyria. Uh, he paid what amounted to 10 tons of silver and a one ton of gold. Uh, in order to get all the gold, he stripped the gold off the doors of the temple and uh, some of the furnishings, and uh, he did all that to pay that tax. And then uh, he decided when there was a change of kings in Assyria, uh, that he was going to go back to what he was doing in the first place. He was going to take, take his stand for God. And he refused to pay taxes. And so the king of Assyria basically, and this comes to our text that we're getting ready to get into, uh, the king of Assyria sent his hitchmen, uh, and they stood at the gates of Jerusalem, and they were blaspheming God, uh, talking about what they were going to do to Jerusalem. Uh, they were going to uh, come in and, and siege it and uh, take all of this people into captivity. And basically, he was saying that there was nothing that Hezekiah, the king, could do about it. You see, Assyria had a record. They had already conquered every nation that had stood in their way. They had never been defeated. Nobody, no god of the other nations had ever been able to put a stop to Assyria. And so they were boastful. They were full of pride. They were arrogant. Uh, and they were like Pharaoh. Uh, who is the Lord that I should obey him? Uh, they had conquered all these other nations, and uh, they took their gods and threw them into a fire and burned them all up. But the fact of the matter is that they were not gods in the first place. And so they had never come up against the God of Israel. And so 
when this day of trouble comes. Hezekiah does several things, and our text will suggest several things that will encourage us to let God handle it. The first thing is that uh, we need to know that our God can be trusted. Uh, in the 18th chapter, the fifth verse, we saw where Hezekiah trusted God. Uh, he had a personal relationship with God. Uh, he talked with him and uh, he walked with him and uh, he sought his counsel every day. Uh, and even though he was a young man, he knew that God could be trusted. Uh, if you got God in your life, you know too, and you ought to be able to testify. And the Bible says that the redeemed of the Lord ought to say so. God can be trusted. And so... Hezekiah didn't, didn't panic when uh, the king of Assyria's henchmen came and began to boast and to blaspheme God and talk about what they were going to do to Judah and what they were going to do to his people. Uh, he didn't panic at all. Because he trusted God, he had learned that God could handle any situation. Whatever situation we find ourselves in, uh, when we look back over our lives, we'll realize that it wasn't us that got us out, it was God. Uh, me personally, I should be dead and in my grave. But the Lord delivered me. He brought me out. He lifted me up out of the modern clay and put my feet on a rock to stay. And I know for myself that God can handle it. Uh, I've been in situations that uh, I don't want to tell you about right now, but uh, God delivered me. Uh, and I know for myself that God can handle it. He can be trusted. Uh, doesn't make any difference what anybody else said. The Bible says that if God be for us, who can be against us? God is more than the world against us. God can be trusted. Hezekiah had learned to trust God. And you can only learn to trust God if you learn to walk with him every day. Uh, you got to wake up with him in the morning. Uh, you got to talk to him in the noonday and when you lay down at night. Uh, you got to know that God can be trusted to touch you with his divine, divine finger of love in the morning and wake you up. He can handle it. He can be trusted. serious king and his henchmen that just kept on boasting. Talking about what they would do to God. 
And he said, take this word to Hezekiah. Verse 10, he said, thus shall ye speak to Hezekiah, king of Judah, saying, let not thy God in whom thou trusteth deceive thee, saying, Jerusalem shall not be delivered into the hand of the king of Assyria. Behold, thou hast heard that the kings of Assyria have done all done thou hast heard what the kings of Assyria have done to all lands by destroying them utterly. And shalt thou be delivered? Hath the gods of the nations delivered them which my fathers have destroyed? In other words, he was basically saying to Hezekiah, we have been able to conquer all these other nations, all these other lands. And uh, he says to Hezekiah, ask yourself a question. Have any of these gods been able to deliver them from my hand or from the kings of Assyria's hands? We're on the road. Uh, we've never been defeated. Uh, and so what makes you think that your God will be any different? Well, here's the second point I want to make because uh, uh, we'll find out in verses 15 that our God is God. Uh, that's why we can let him handle it. Our God is God. And if you've learned to trust him and you've developed a personal relationship with him and you know him for yourself, you'll know that our God is God. He's the creator of the heavens and the earth. It is in him that we live and move and have our being. Our God made us, formed us, shaped us, uh, and that we are uniquely and wonderfully made. He made us. He knows all about us. Uh, and he's able to do all things. He formed the mountains. Uh, he caused the sea to be held back from dry land. Uh, and if you don't know him, our God is God. And you can stand and boast all you want, but I tell you what, uh, you're going to soon learn that our God can handle it. Uh, God is not afraid of your boasting. He's not afraid of your threatening. Uh, he's not afraid of anything that you think you can do. Our God can handle it. And so that encourages me. Because I know that whatever I'm going through, I serve a true and living God. 
and my God can handle it. Doesn't make any difference how big the problem is. Uh, I've learned that my God is God. He can do all things but fail. If you trust him, first of all, you'll learn that God is God. Uh, and that he, what he says he'll do, he'll do. So why do we still seek to try and do things on our own? Hezekiah ruled during some troubling times. Uh, and Hezekiah led the nation or pointed the nation toward God. Uh, think about what's going on in our country today and uh, all the things that are happening and uh, no one is trying to encourage folk uh, to trust in God. Uh, nobody is trying to uh, lead them to the true and living God. Uh, the government is silent. Uh, in many of our churches, they're silent. Uh, people are hurting and nobody is trying to tell them that we serve a living God and he could handle whatever it is that you're going through. We got trouble in our schools. We got trouble in our homes. We got trouble uh, in our country, throughout this land. We got trouble in our world, but I don't care how big or how bad the problem is. We ought to learn how to let God handle it. simply because our God is God. And then finally, just one more thought I want to put on your heart. And I'm, I'm going to skip down to verse 32. All that boasting that the king of Assyria had done didn't amount to anything because our God always has the last word. And so we find here in verse 32, the scriptures say, Therefore, thus saith the Lord concerning the king of Assyria, he shall not come into this city, nor shoot an arrow there, nor come before it with shield, nor cast a blank against it. By the way that he came, by the same shall he return, and shall not come into this city, saith the Lord. For I will defend this city to save it for mine own sake and for my servant David's sake. And it came to pass, listen to this, that night, the same day that the king of Assyria was doing all that boasting, talking about what he was going to do to Hezekiah and the children of Judah, 
that same night that the angel of the Lord went out and smote in the camp of the Assyrians a hundred fourscore and five thousand. And when they arose early in the morning, behold, they were all dead corpses. The final thought, our God is able. He's able to do what he says he'll do. Uh, bragging and boasting about what you're going to do to Judah and God's people. Uh, that night, uh, the angel of the Lord smote 185,000 Assyrians. And when they woke up in the morning, there were dead bodies lying all around. I tell you today, our God is able. All of us may experience a day of trouble in our lives. And like Hezekiah, it doesn't make any difference uh, how much we trust God, how faithful we are. It does not exempt us from trouble. Uh, but we need to know for ourselves that our God can handle it. Uh, any moment, any given day, uh, things and events may come into our lives might, that may shock us to our very core. Yes. But you need to know that God can handle it. And that's all I wanted to tell you this morning. Let God handle it. Uh, I don't know what you're going through, but whatever it is, it may be small, may be big, but let God handle it. I know he can handle it because I've read my Bible and I know that God can handle it. I read about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace. And not only do I know that God can handle it, but I know also that he's able. He can deliver us from our troubles. Let God handle it. I read about Daniel in the lion's den. Uh, by all means, in all accounts, Daniel should have been tore up, uh, ate up, ripped to pieces. But our God can handle it. Read about the woman who had the issue of blood for 12 long years, went to all the doctors that uh, she knew, couldn't find a remedy, but I want to let you know today that our God can handle it. Uh, Israel's problem was that they sinned against God. That's why Assyria was able to come against them and to lead them into captivity. Uh, Hezekiah and the southern kingdom, Judah, trusted God, but they still had their issues. Uh, just like we have our issues. And our main issue is sin. Uh, when we look around us, uh, we look at all the things that are going on uh, in our streets. Our, uh, everybody's carrying a gun. It's like the old Wild West. Uh, everybody's out of control. Uh, everybody has an attitude. Uh, everything, everybody thinks that they're 
the big man on campus. Uh, big and bad and can't nobody take me down. But our God can handle it. Uh, when Hezekiah received the word from the king of Assyria uh, about what they were going to do to him and the children of Israel, uh, he took that letter, that message that he had received, and he laid it out before God. Uh, all his problems, uh, all his cares, all his trials, everything that was going on in his life, he laid it out before God. And he provides a great example for us. Uh, make a list. Uh, talk to God about what's going on in your life. Uh, talk to God about what's going on in the lives of your children and your friends and uh, your co-workers and uh, this nation. Make a list and lay it out before God and talk to God about it. Uh, let God handle it. Pray about it. Uh, lift him up in prayer, but let God handle it. He's the only one. He's the only one that can handle our sin. How do I know it did? Because while we were yet sinners, uh, Christ died for us. And it's interesting that Christ died for us because, uh, you know, death also, like Assyria, had a record. Uh, it had never been defeated. Uh, but Christ came down through 42 generations uh, that he might share with us the story of redemption. To let us know how much God really loved us, how much he really cared about us. Uh, didn't make any difference how much wrong we had done. God loved the world so much that he sent his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. God can handle it. Christ came into the world uh, to die for you and me. John said, Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. I tell you, my God can handle it. Our God can be trusted. Our God is God. And our God is able. Uh, he went around doing good. He healed the sick. He gave sight to the blind. And for all the good he had done, uh, one day he was betrayed of men, led from judgment hall to judgment hall. They beat him until he was almost unrecognizable. They called him everything but a child of God. But I want to tell you this morning that he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we're healed. Let God handle it. They hung him high. 
They stretched him wide. He died one Friday for your sins and for my sins. But they took him down and buried him in a borrowed tomb. He lay dead all night Friday night. All day Saturday and all night Saturday night. The grave had never been defeated. Uh, it was boasting. Uh, come that, th that, that, that second day, that second night, oh, we got him now. But early, Sunday morning, he got up from the grave with all power in heaven and earth in his hand. And because he lives, I'm not worried about what tomorrow may bring. Uh, he can handle it. I just come to tell you today, whatever it is you're going through, let God handle it. Uh, don't try and do it yourself. Don't try and deliver yourself. Don't, you can't save yourself. That's why we needed a savior. That's why he came. That he might die for our sins. Because he died, we can live. So let God handle it. Uh, I was on my way to hell. But one day I heard an old preacher say that if you ever got to a point in life where you felt like you just couldn't make it, just call on the name of the Lord and he'll come and see about you. I'm a living witness that April 7th, 1981, about one o'clock in the afternoon, God kept his word. Laid his hands on me. Called me into the ministry. And some days I'm rising, some days I'm sinking. But because Christ lives, Whatever troubles come my way, I know I can let God handle it. That's all I'm trying to encourage you today to do. Sickness sometimes can be devastating. And God says that if he doesn't take you from the sickness, he'll take you from the sickness. And the Bible says that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord, which is better. So one way or another, whichever way it goes, let God handle it. People are leaving here every day prematurely, giving up on life. because they won't trust God. Because they won't believe that our God is God. 
and because they simply don't know that our God is able. The Bible says that the redeemed of the Lord ought to say so. And sometimes we have to tell somebody about what the Lord has done for me. Let God handle it. He can do it. He did it for me, and he'll do it for you. God bless you. As we all stand together.